everyone. <clears throat> I actually haven't been awake very long, so if I sound a little weird, it's just because I'm still knocking the sleep out. I uh, I overslept, but it was really good sleep, and I guess I kind of needed it, so I keep a crazy, crazy schedule. Um, I was up most of the night talking to my cousin, um, and uh, she was not... Um, She's kind of a stressful experience, and it's not because, like, she had anything terrible to say. It's because she knows a lot of terrible things that she feels like she has to tell me. So there's, like, (laughs) whenever something terrible happens in my family, she knows all about it, and she has to call and tell me all about it. So we were up all night talking about that. And other news, my headset is dying, um... Uh, it won't charge, and it had a re- it, it, it charges for nine hours at a time, so it has about nine hours, maybe like seven hours left on it until it's dead, because it won't charge. But I ordered a cheap one off Amazon to replace it. It's one I have to plug into my computer, so we'll see how that goes. We'll probably test it on Friday, um, which could be tragic for everybody listening, but we'll we'll check it out. Otherwise, I might have to, I don't know, suspend my radio show until I can um, gather the funds to buy a new one like the one I'm about to lose. Anyways, um, tonight's question on Short and Junk is from Checkmate, and this is the question. So there was a brief period in HP fandom, that's Harry Potter for those of you who aren't aware, um, where it seemed that every other big-name fan was making the transition to being a professional writer and, and was removing all of their fan work from the Internet as a result. One of the reasons most frequently given for removal was that the writers wanted to repurpose the original content of their fan fiction for their professional work. I'd really like to know what you think about this practice as both a professional writer and as a fanfic author. If you've ever had an idea for a fanfic that at some point in the curative process became as an original work or vice versa. Um, this is going to be really hypocritical. My my answer is going to be really super hypocritical. Okay, here's the thing. I have a really big problem with fanfic writers building a universe on somebody else's foundation and then selling it as their own work. I don't know how Stephanie Meyer can stand the idea of Fifty Shades of Grey. I really don't. Uh, City of Bones was originally a Draco fanfic from Harry Potter. I don't know how J.K. Rowling stands it. I I really don't. Um, As a professional, if it happened to me, if someone took my characters and repurposed them into fanfiction, I would be fine for that. But then if they took that idea and repurposed it again into original content and made millions, I'd be furious. I would be absolutely furious. Um, Here's the hypocritical part. I had an idea about a year ago that I tried to work into the Alpha Omega concept, and it didn't work. And um, on Rough Trade, and I couldn't write the Alpha Omega concept with, um, with my idea. And so the idea... Um, that I had was that um, there was an ancient race of shapeshifters on Earth. And um, I had this whole mythology about them and, and how they um, came to be. And um, 
that is an idea that I could take into original fiction, just that part, not the Alpha Omega part and not the actual origin of them. I would have to change the origin of the mythology. But the mythology itself and the ancient race of shifters, I could use in an original work because it in no way has anything to do with Stargate. So I could take that nugget of an idea out of that project and repurpose it into a different project. But it wouldn't be the same as, say, me writing Ties That Bind or me re- taking ties that bind offline and then rewriting it as an original project, taking out the Stargate elements and then publishing it. That would be super ugly on more than one level. Uh, so I I don't approve of people taking their fan fiction offline, repurposing it, and then selling it for profit. I don't. Now, if out of your fan fiction that's just the idea just your idea and then you make a new work like Zance did with Ricochet I think that's perfectly acceptable she's taken her idea out of the fan fiction she originally did she left her fan fiction alone she came over here and she made a new idea she made new characters and she told us a different story that makes sense That's how writers are supposed to work. That is great. But taking down a piece of fan fiction that she wrote and repurposing it into an original work to sell it would have been hinky to me. And I think maybe it would have been hinky to her because she didn't do it. That's not what she did. She used her BDSM universe to create a new story with new characters. And that's what you're supposed to do as a writer. You're supposed to build on your work, not repurpose your work over and over and over again. Isn't that boring? I mean, I would be bored. I think my readers would be bored. I mean, that's not what you're supposed to do. That's that's not how I um, operate. And I really... I don't approve of making fan, making money off fan fiction, so I don't approve of the uh, of the zines. And I take no more in donations than I need to make my site function. I have been known to return donations if I don't need the money. I did that once, and the woman sent it right back to me. And she said, "Well, I don't care about your site. Get your nails done or something. Here, take my money." I said. Okay, happy birthday to me. <laughs> but it was actually deeply uncomfortable. But I, you know, I, I I kept the money and I did get my nails done with it. That was her gift to me. But I don't take more donations than I need to run my site and to run enough trade because I don't think it's appropriate to make money off my site. Um, that's that that that's not what it's there for. Uh, I do have a, pro- a professional project coming, um, and it'll be available for sale through my publisher. And but that that's different. That's my original work. Granted, it's going to have my pen name for fan fiction on it. That's because that's what my fa- my readers wanted. They wanted me to do an original project, so I did it. But um, it's not based on any fan fiction that I had written. Um, the characters are new and different from any of the fan fiction characters that I, that I play with. The world is different. There's no there's no foundation there that I built from fan fiction, my own or anybody else's, because I don't I just don't agree with it. 
I do need a new headset. I do. Um, my headset, uh, uh, yeah, I do need a new headset. So I'm, I may do a little little fundraiser for that if the one I bought doesn't work for the radio show. Um, but I won't need much. Just, um, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll work it out. Uh, I... Um, I'm really excited about my headset, actually, because it's really cool. It's it's Bluetooth. I can go almost anywhere in my house with it. So if, so if I have to get up during the radio show and, and go do something, I can do that and move around, and it's not a big deal. But my other one's going to leave me tethered to my computer, which I guess I can sit in one place for two hours. It's just kind of, you know. Anyways, <clears throat> I just, you know, making money off fan fiction is like standing on another writer's back. It's like getting up on top of Stephanie Meyer and standing on her back. That's what happened with Fifty Shades of Grey. And I'm not bashing the author. I'm I'm not bashing the work. I'm just saying that's exactly what she did. That is just pure honesty. That's not... She stood on Stephanie Meyer's work. She preyed on Stephanie Meyer's fans to make money. And she did. There's no other way to there's no other way to say it. That that is exactly what she did, and I don't know how Stephanie Meyer stands it. I really don't. Because the thing is is Stephanie Meyer um has no legal um and I'm sure she checked. There's no way she didn't check. She has no legal path to complain because it's a um it's different enough from the original work not to be considered plagiarism. And yet everyone knows that it was originally Twilight fan fiction and then it was repurposed into an original work and self-published on Amazon where it sold a crazy amount of um, copies and got picked up by a traditional publisher and went to print and now it's in movies and it's actually outselling Harry Potter. Did you know that? The Great Trilogy outsold Harry Potter. This came up in an interview with J.K. Rowling, and they asked her how she felt about it. And J.K. Rowling said, just imagine how many copies I would have sold if Harry Potter had been a little bit more inventive with his wand. So at least she has a sense of humor about it. But I don't know how Stephanie Meyer would respond to to that kind of question. I mean, it, it, it has to be, I mean... I don't even know. I don't even, it's just, oh, God, I would be so mad. Oh, my fury would be unmatched. It would be like as hot as the sun. It would, oh, God. But anyways, anyways, that's what it is. That's um, that's, that's what you're doing when you repurpose fan fiction. You are standing on the back of an author you supposedly Love, because you write fan fiction for something because you love it. You, you love the work. You're, you're inspired by the work. You want to make something else of it. And then for you to turn around and corrupt that and make money off somebody else's 
it it just oh oh it's so so fucking ugly I, I I'm so I oh and I know there are a lot of fan fiction writers who've done this and good for them but I'm not one I'm not the one I I, I won't be doing it you won't see me take a work off my website take out the fan fiction elements and resell it that's not the way I work. Would I explore an idea on my site that I that I that I did in an original work? Absolutely. I would do a soulmate original work. Um I'm doing a werewolf original work already. I mean it's I got my second edit today as a matter of fact. I uh but taking those ideas isn't the same thing as taking the actual work and just deleting the parts that make it illegal to sell, and then putting it up on Amazon for sale. It's terrible. But that's just me. I There's a, there's a right way and a wrong way to go pro. I think when you're, when you're in fandom. And, um, on your fandom to go pro it is a terrible way to do it. It's exploitive. It's um it's arrogant. In some cases it it's outright theft. Jeep said there was an article on Google that says that Fifty Shades of Grey matches Twilight by like eighty nine percent. And Stephanie Meyer can't do a damn thing about it. Just imagine how she feels to see her work turned into that. I don't even like Twilight. I mean, I'm just saying I don't. <laughs> I, I, I watched the first 15 minutes of the first movie and turned it off because I wanted Bella to die. And I read a sample of it on my Kindle once, and I couldn't, I just couldn't. I couldn't go there, but that's beside the point. It's still her work, and it's still been um, basically uh, commandeered and and turned into one big giant rape fic. Some writers are very good about respecting the line, and and there is a line. Like, I... Like I said, I, I have that one mythology idea that I did that I that, that I found out I could not actually write the Alpha Omega. I could take the mythology that I created for that universe and use it, and it would be separate from anything that I might have done fan fiction. But if I took the the, the, the amount of work that I've already done on that story and, and removed all the Stargate elements and renamed my characters, that would be terrible. That would be so terrible. So, um, I think that you can you can write magic if you're in the Harry Potter fandom um, in original works if you're careful and y- you don't regurgitate your work like a cow. Don't be a cow. Cows have two stomachs; you only have one. So, don't be a cow. Um, <laughs> that should just be like your motto. Don't be a cow. <laughs> and, 
any single way. <laughs> so, you know, so yes, you could take the soulmate concept that you wrote for this story and um, refashion it for an original work and, and do it very well. You can um, explore um, BDSM in an original work and do it very well despite having done it in fandom, um, without standing on your fandom to do it. And those writers who do do that are amazing, and, and they're awesome, and uh, you should support them, totally support them. Um, and I'm not saying you shouldn't support the ones that regurgitate their fan fiction into original works. I'm just not saying that that's ethically not not sound for me. For me, it's ethically unsound, and I and I would not do it. Don't be a cow. When you're in fan fiction and you're writing AUs, you you have original ideas, and you can play with them and work with them, and that's fine. That is so fine. But regurgitating your work into a, original fiction is an asshole move. That's just my opinion. Don't be a cow. <sighs> Anyways, let's ask Lady Holder what she thinks. We got a little bit of time here. You know, I'm really glad that I actually um, came back home because I had run out to the store. So thank God I'm not in the grocery store and I got that. <laughs> God, that would have been an interesting day. Um, you could have just said, I'm at, bitch, I'm at the store. Put Jilly on the phone. Yeah, no, not no. Um, going pro from having been strictly a fanfic writer. Hey, you know, that that one I've got on, on you because you did it reversed. You went uh, pro fanfic and then uh, fanfic from or pro from fanfic, I don't know, What, whatever. Um, and God, that sounds horrendously dirty. Anyhow, mm. I will honestly say that when I wrote what I ended up calling my homework, um, I approached it like it was a fanfic I was writing because that's the structure I knew. Um, it was all original, but I took a little concept here, a concept there, you know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And, you know, it worked out really well because um, none of the concepts I used were um, specific to any one universe anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're used in a lot of different um, places now. But it's, it's now um, it's it's a nice individual you know original story, but having the framework helped a lot. I just had to make sure that you know I didn't grab a character and and reuse it because it's not my character. It's not my you know yes I can grab concepts, but it's not my universe either. So you know it's um something you have to be cognizant of, you know, and um, you basically laid it down to me that I couldn't um, 
things I couldn't do, and you know, hey, I I worked within it. <laughs> and yes, I know it sounds ridiculous, but in some ways it worked out really well for me because, um, hey, I knew I didn't know I'd never done that before, so you know. It, We've discussed it before where I commented that building a original character is a lot more difficult than um, reusing an old one. And it's really, I mean, it's hard. It's not easy. I know why you can you, people want to reuse, but if you're going to go and do something like that, you know... Take the time and, 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 you know, invest the effort and make it 100% yours. Don't rely on the crutch of somebody else's stuff. So um, that's my opinion on it. You know, I'm not going to take down my stuff and, and rebrand it and um, redo stuff because that's, again, that's not something that I find um, is appropriate. Could I? I suppose. You know, but it wouldn't feel right either. So, well, all of I my, think that my... when you write like pure AUs, it's a lot easier to regurgitate your work. Um, but you don't tend closest... to write pure AUs. No, I don't, I don't write pure AUs. Okay. The closest. Because I'm thinking of all the stuff that I've seen that you uh, you've put up and the evil author day stuff, and the closest you might have to something that that could be repurposed is the FBI one. And even then, that's yeah. really that would be you'd have to shave off so many serial numbers off of that thing. Um, it it would is, be it would be like nothing left but just like. I don't know, two bones. Yeah, I mean, because I would yeah. have to plot the Sentinel concept. I would have to plot all the Stargate characters. I would have to... Because um, there's and so much nuance in that story with Daniel Jackson's background, mm-hmm. with Jack O'Neill, and, you know, mm-hmm. and I, and also when you write fan fiction, you depend on your reader to know your original content. So sometimes mm-hmm. you can skip things and you can leave things implied and a really savvy reader will pick it up because they um, know their fandom really well. And so I can just say that Daniel Jackson has a past with Jack O'Neill and I don't have to explain that to a fan fiction writer because they're going to extrapolate and pick out their own details and oh, oh, they used to bang. And before I ever Mm -hmm. have to say it. But in original work, I couldn't just leave it at that. So Stripping out an, a fan fiction and, and turning it into a mm-hmm. solid, uh, well-written idea is um, explains a few things oh. actually about Fifty Shades of Grey, doesn't it? <laughs> yes, it's you took. It, I took advantage. I took huge advantage of all of the. Um, all of the built-in shortcuts, okay, in my, my fan fiction. I could say, you know, um, uh, you know, the, the, the look, you know, there, there's a look exchange between, a speaking look between, you know, John and Rodney, and, you know, it could an irritated look. And, and you know that look. You've seen that look. 
okay? I don't have to describe that look because people know what it is. You know, if it's original fiction, I have to actually sit there and describe what they look like, you know? And, <laughs> you know, all the I think in some ways fan that, fiction did make me lazy. It, it, um, it, it has made me lazy in some respects because I um, – but I've never considered myself just a fan fiction writer. Um, when when someone asks me about my participation in fandom, um, it's always couched with, I'm, I'm a professional writer whose hobby is fandom. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, you know, so there isn't so much a transition for me from pro to fanfic back to pro. Um, I've never stopped producing pro work. It's just not mm-hmm. pro work that's available to my fan fiction readers. And it's just, um, or in some cases, available to anybody because I don't share it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lately, I've gotten kind yeah. of, um, I've gotten kind of uh, protective of my original work. And I don't want to, mm-hmm. like, show it to anybody. And my agent says I'm going through a phase that all writers do it. And I'm like, I, I wish this phase would end because my pocketbook could use the money. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, there's, there's a case of for me where I'm, I've got stuff started. I've got ideas going. I'm actually, I'm actually poking at some stuff um, in between. <laughs> Given that I work on a computer all day long, um, occasionally opening up Google and, and wandering down a research. Um, uh, it's really interesting when I'm starting to try and figure out exactly what do I type in to not trip every trigger that my computer has for, <laughs> for letting me into in the site. Um, but, you know, I do this some of this stuff at work because, well, you know, I'm on a computer 10 hours a day at work. I'm not going to do it at home all the time. But... I don't um, – fan fiction for me is where I started. It's, it's the structure I know how to work within, okay? Um, I'll look at those original ideas of mine and look at all the fandoms I like and sometimes, you know, say, okay, this idea that I'm looking at, has it been done? Is it is it something that I'm comfortable with because – um the 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 alpha omega thing going back to what you said there are times that thing made me really uncomfortable okay because the the basic concept has as as you pointed out it has a great deal of consent issues and yeah. so you know looking at that idea looking at that um that original nugget if you will um, wandering over to the fan fiction, let me see some of the pitfalls, the pitfalls of it. Okay, you know, is, is this something I'm going to want to look at and and uh, pursue, you know, on my own stuff? And no, I don't particularly like some of the stuff for it, so you know, skip. But I like some of the other concepts that are that are running around in werewolf fiction. So you know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. You know. Um, uh, I guess it's it's an easier because you know a lot of the examples have already been done, and if it's horrible, I don't really have to go wander that down that particular alley, you know. And um, 
I can live with that. So, <laughs> um, original fiction's hard. You know, it's you have to make your own scaffold and you have to make your own world. And yeah, I understand why. You know, people will will take off the bare minimum of their um, of the serial numbers from their fic if if they think they can get away with it. Don't think they should. It's terribly, it's terribly hinky. Um, I, I think if there's any piece of advice that can come out of this conversation, it's it's really literally don't be a cow. Don't be a yeah. cow. Yeah. Don't regurgitate your fic, you know, because unfortunately you do that and people, they leave too many of the the serial numbers on it. It's obvious, you know. But it's disrespectful of an industry that mm -hmm. you're trying to enter as a professional and no one is going to take you seriously as a writer. Other writers don't take... E.L. James, seriously. Mhm. Yeah, it's um, I'm not, I'm not looking at that particular person as somebody who, you know, she is not my colleague. And, mm, if she, if she I get is a not my peer, and, if I got a chance to go and meet J.D. Robb, I would be just as fangirly as as could be, you know. It, it's yeah, because I couldn't even breathe. I'm gonna I tell you right now. I I'm like, ah! <laughs> oh, <Lord> Roberts. <laughs> okay, I'll be over here having our attack. Just wait a minute. Yes. Yes. I need your autograph. Well. First, I need to calm down. <laughs> yes. Oxygen. But you know, let me have some. You know. Um, but I can say as a professional that I don't consider E.L. James my peer. She is not my peer. I have met authors who whose works I adore. And um, I had to sit on, on the inner fangirl that just wanted to, to walk up to them and do the complete Kermit flail and you know, scream out their names and go, I love you, I love you, I love you. It would not have gone over well. <laughs> no, it would have been no, a little uncomfortable. No. would have been incredibly uncomfortable for, for them and for me. And unfortunately, the friends I would have been staying, because I was staying with some friends at the time, um, they, I would have, I'd still be getting ragged on it. And it's been almost 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't let you live it down either. I thought, remember that time? Yeah, you remember you were in you were in in you know the Chicago World Con and you made an absolute ass of yourself on the floor. Yeah, we still got some <laughs> of that. Let's play it again. Let's cordially. <laughs> no. Oh, no, no I, you never let that shit down. Unfortunately, I hate to say this. I said that. Rogue put in 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 chat. I have all your books. Unfortunately, I did say that, and. The look I got was a very much a bless your heart, but she was very cordial about the whole thing, and I was 
is not a complete ass because the author who I was hanging with at the time was pretty much doing the same shit I was. So, you know, <laughs> we, were, we were both, um, we we didn't expect to see this, this particular author at the, the convention because nobody had said she was coming up. And when we walked into the publishing suite, because that's where we were, Mercedes Lackey was there. And absolutely, totally adore Mercedes Lackey's books. I've read just about everything she's ever printed. I think I've missed the, late, the latest stuff, um, mainly because I didn't realize anything had been printed. Um, but yeah, <laughs> she's going to fix that. I, I, oh, yeah, you betcha. And, and I basically did the... I. I think I sat on my hands for a second so I wouldn't permit flail, but it's like I said, everything you own, you've, you've put out, thank you so much for hours and hours of enjoyment. I'm going to shut up now. <laughs> the author who I was with was like pretty much word for wording it, and we were we were bad, but whatever. And, you know, a good time was had by all. Um, so, but, you know, that's that to me is, those those are the authors who I'll Kermit flail on. You know, J.D. Robb, um, Mercedes Lackey, if I'd ever managed to meet Anne McCaffrey when she was alive, oh, my God, forget Kermit flail. I think I would have gone straight for the oxygen. Um, you know, but those, <laughs> you just passed right out. <laughs> yeah, like, be, be, straight, I think we just found her personal Elvis. <laughs> Look, I picked, up, I picked up Anne McCaffrey, I think I was 13. Okay, and oh yeah, I know she. I know uh, Mercedes Lackey as Jeep comments stopped writing a series because of bad fan behavior. Oh, I know, and and I was really upset about it because I adored that particular series. It's creepy but fun. But um, fans can ruin something for you. I mean, I I bitched about it last night, but damn, you guys. you can sometimes like I haven't been able to open Harry Potter my part thirty in three days because of all the crap I've gotten in my email about it. I updated it on the thirty first of fucking July. It isn't like it's been a goddamn year. Yeah. yeah. Um, people. <laughs> I don't. I don't think people get exactly how long it takes to write certain things. Yes, um, you are much faster than I am at writing. On the other hand, you tend to work on multiple things at a time, and you're home for those those ten, you know, twelve hours a day that I'm not. You're home, right? Okay. Yeah. So you know there there is an advantage to that. Um, now, to give you an idea of how much an advantage it is, I have been severely tempted to take a week off of work so I can write. Now, that is a week's vacation of me sitting in front of my computer doing nothing but writing. All right. Um, there are people in my office who, are, who will wonder exactly what the hell is wrong with me that I'm going to consider that a vacation. You know, and not go someplace. But it it's is. a staycation, not a vacation. Oh, it's a staycation, and I've 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 done it where I've um, I've taken a day here and a day there, but it's never enough time. So, um, but there's there's time and there's effort and there's um, 
I'm going to go back to J.D. Rom. She is probably the powerhouse as far as um, writing a book goes because it, Nora Roberts and J.D. Roberts are the same person. Nora Roberts puts out, what, two books a year? And J.D. Rob puts out two books a year. <laughs> uh-huh. So Nora and Roberts Nora, puts out four to five books a year, depending on yeah. her... Um, on, on what's going on. and But I think Nora her Roberts writing goal puts, for any day is like 6,000 words. Uh-huh. But she Nora writes 6,000 words a day. Yeah, here's the thing about her. She she made J.D. Rob because she had too much stuff. She was out writing her... her um, she was out writing her her publisher. She they couldn't keep her going as Mercedes or as, as um, Nora Roberts. So JD Robb came into being, and off it went. And yeah, she did the book every three months. It's what um, a year, year and a half in advance uh, since it's it's a actual printed book. Sarah? Yeah, what? The timeline for a printed book. If she if she um, turned one into her publisher it, now, it'd be, what, 18 months or so until it came it, out? It, no, no, not at all. It, it, it greatly depends um, not on uh, – so say when you sign a contract for a print book, you're, you're, you're given mm-hmm. a deadline. Um, and once that deadline is met, your book – can be put into the publishing process and hit bookshelves inside six months. Okay. I had a book due in January um, one year. It was in stores by March. Hmm. I had a book once due in July. It wasn't in stores until about 15 months later. So it greatly depends on the publisher and their schedule and um, their marketing efforts and and where they want to stick your book. Um, I've had a book languish in um, the editing process for six months. I had one where I had 72 hours to turn around a 90K novel. Oh, God. So it... It honestly, um, there is no set thing. So you can say, oh, it'll be 18 months or, oh, it'll be 15 months, but it could be four months. Especially if, like, Mm -hmm. say you have a book that you turn in and there's another Mm -hmm. writer who also has a book that's due, but they didn't make their deadline. But your book's sitting right here and it's finished and all they have to do is edit it and it can take the place of the book that didn't get turned in on time which is what happened to my first book. I put my book in mm-hmm. on time, and I um, I got my edits like a week later, and the editor called me. She said, you're, you're going to get your edits on Friday. I need your edits back by Tuesday. Um, I was like, okay. She said, because you're going to be published in March. I said, I thought it was October. She said, no, it's going to be March. We had an author who had an um, issue, and she missed her deadline, so I need to put your book into production as soon as possible. So I turned my book around, and I, and I FedExed it to her um, on that Monday. It went to uh, a proofing editor, 
I got it back that Friday. Um, I had, uh, again, till Monday. I did it. I, I, I FedExed it overnight on Monday at their expense, so at least there was that. They sent me a, a, a prepaid envelope. And um, a week after that, I got my cover proof. And then in March, I got about a week and a half before it was due to come out, I got a box of author copies. And I was like, holy shit, <laughs> what do I do with this? <laughs> this was not what I – I thought I had time. I, I, I thought I had mm-hmm. – no, I didn't have any time. So, you know, yes, sometimes you can you can be in the system for 12 months. Sometimes you can be in the system for six or you can be um, – blown away with a with a three month turnaround. It it just it greatly depends. There's a lot of fluid mm-hmm. movement in the publishing industry, especially when they're depending on writers to meet deadlines. And if they don't meet the deadline and they've got a perfectly good book sitting on the desk that's been completed that that, that they can put into the process early. Yeah. Then that's what's going to happen. And no, there isn't enough wine for that kind of turnaround on the planet. Because honestly, you can't even drink. Because what if, no. what if you fuck up your shit? You can't, you can't edit your book drunk? No. Although, let, let me be honest, the, the first edit, round of edits that I opened up with my first one, I looked at it and went, oh, God, I want booze. And, I want so much know. booze. Hey, I, I at least had... You know, thank you, fanfic, for giving me a thick skin. And I, I went through it, and I, for the most part, I think I accepted all the the, um, the edits. But I got lucky; all my stuff was on, you know, actual, um, uh, you know, ones and zeros on on a word program. I, I could, you know, the edits were not something I had to fix by hand, you know, in in an uh, actual paper manuscript, you know. Um, and then print out the corrections and um, you know send it back where where I hope I didn't lose a page, you know. Um, yeah, no, I I think I'd go um, screaming into the, to the hills if I had to do that one <laughs> because my luck being what it is, I lose page four hundred twenty, you know. <laughs> Just like whatever. Boom. No. Yeah. Like the the yeah the empty is missing. Where is it? I don't know. Didn't I send it? Oh fuck that falling action. (laughs) (laughs) So to sum up tonight's show, don't be a cow. (laughs) That's really please don't be a cow. Please don't be a cow. Um, You might make money on it, but you're going to lose respect before you ever have a chance to earn it. And and here's the thing. I, I really doubt that um, some of the authors who have done the shaving of their their fanfic and, and repurposed it back in or over to original fic, they're not in fandom anymore, are they? They haven't wandered back. No. Okay. I don't think so. So, you know, the the, the ones who you know, put the time and the effort and we'll we'll go and say, Okay, you know, yeah, I'm a fanfic writer 
and I count myself as one of them, and who are doing original fiction, and it's not related to what they, they write in fanfic, I'm comfortable at least continuing with my fanfic because the two aren't meeting. You know, I'm I'm not going to go wander into the Teen Wolf fandom and write fanfic in, in the werewolf stuff. You know, that's that's just taking... That's just taking it too close to to the edge of of you know walking over into stuff that I don't need to. So, yeah, you know, um, I don't think I'm ever going to see Cabbage Patch Baby show up in original fiction either. <laughs> no, probably not. Probably not. That'd be interesting if it did. Really, you grow your babies in the ground. Really? No. No, no. That's yeah. not how that works. Anyways. Not so much, no. You guys have a great evening. Remember, don't be a cow. And we'll see you next tomorrow.